Hi, and welcome to Phoned In, Bomb Magazine's poetry reading by phone podcast. In this episode, James Shea reads from his book, Star in the Eye. James Shea is the author of Star in the Eye, selected for the 2008 Fence Modern Poets series. His poems have appeared in various journals, including American Letters and Commentary, Boston Review, Colorado Review, Jubilat, and Verse. He has taught at the University of Chicago, DePaul University, and as a poet-in-residence in the Chicago Public Schools. He is currently a visiting assistant professor in the poetry program at Columbia College Chicago. Hello? Hi, James. This is Luke from Bomb Magazine. Hi, Luke. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. It's, uh, it's kind of, uh, bright and sunny out my window. Idea of a mutiny. The girls in groups would not give me their walkie-talkies. I made a question and brought it to the shore. The only way I knew how to get there was to think I had gone too far and to keep going. The sea sort of gleeked on me. Then I saw my dog wake up last night, barking, defending everything from everything else. First Requiem. The cloudy banker left the conversation as it began to swim through the mouths of those who stood, gaping. They secured it inside themselves, winding it tightly, so tiny they believed it wasn't there. The cloudy banker flew into the dawn-lit air, praying to the patron saint of oblivion. Some stranger asked, What does it mean? Some still woke each morning to those who died. Some slept through prose. Some had to sail to the center of a lake and then row back to shore. floor. Do you have a name? These are dark lakes. Are these dark lakes? A name has you. Am I half serious? There's room on the dance floor. Is there room on the dance floor? I'm half serious. Who is he? Monkeys climb trees. Does a monkey climb trees? I am not him. Where will you go? The cups are gone. Are the cups gone? You will go. Do fish swim?
I may kiss you. May I kiss you? Fish swim and then swim. University of Air. I took a train, and when the doors slid open, I felt the wind. Would I have to live again tomorrow? I spent the night practicing for the long nap. I saw a statue of myself, arms straight, head tilted, lips pursed. I was a splendid person. I pinched a butterfly on a branch and ate it. Duck River started spilling over into Pillow Park. I woke up the way I interrupt a mirror. I walked outside and drew a tree upon a tree. I lost my faith in my common sense. I drove an ice cream truck into the guardrail. Whoa, I said. You hear everything you say. Haiku. Upon kissing you after you vomited. Upon walking you home and you pissing in your pants. Upon asking a complete stranger about our situation. Upon reading Issa's prescripts. Issa in a state of illness. At being bewildered on waking. And realizing the haiku poets were not so laconic. And how could they be? Poem before dying. Poem shortly before I head to dinner. Poem in which I enter drops of dew, like a man with tiny keys. Hitomaro has a poem called, On Seeing the Body of a Man Lying Among the Stones on the Island of Samine in Sanuki Province. Kanyu's short poem is called, A Poem Shown to My Niece Sancho on Reaching the Barrier of the Ran After Being Relegated to an Inferior Position. Poem Louis Aragon would be proud of. Poem I'll never show you. Poem written in a Bugs Bunny cartoon as the plane's controls come off in my hands. Poem that jerks around like a hamster in a bag. Basho wrote a haiku for his students that he claimed was his death poem. The night before, he said that for the last 20 years, every poem he had written had been his death poem. Upon no longer recalling my thoughts, when I was a boy, within my father's stare. At being exhausted, at having to explain why using slang is more fun than reading a dictionary of slang. The poet Saikaku once wrote 23,500 verses in 24 hours. Basho saw Mount Nico and said, I was filled with such awe that I hesitated to write a poem. Upon looking past you into the mattress, into the faces of prior lovers, upon trying to cultivate my inner life while also killing my ego, on watching a 200-pound endangered orangutan rape my wife while she shouts at me not to shoot him, on seeing a bloodshot Spanish boy who was not even crying he was so sad, and not even crying he was so sad, poem in which I embody a moment so vividly, so succinctly, 
yet decorate it with such sills, such elaborations. Upon doodling your name, which became your face, emerging from day-old coals. Upon reading that Basho believed a haiku revealing 70 to 80% of its subject is good, yet those revealing 50 to 60% will never bore us. On finally leaving my attic and hearing English for the first time in 20 years, and it sounding like an animal's cry before it attacks. Poem in response to flying all the way to Rome to meet you and being dumped at the airport. Poem about the next two weeks we spent together. Poem as I sit on this curb with my head in my hands. Poem after learning the Japanese word for the simultaneous feeling of love and hatred. Poem for the mountain at the end of my street. Poem in response to some of my recent poems that seem to have been written inside an aquarium. I'm spending a week in silence at a monastery and not being allowed pen or paper. I'm meditating and feeling like I was a blue flame. I'm getting up and scribbling something in the bathroom. I'm stopping at the train tracks and having a deer break his head through my passenger window, stare at me, and then run back into the wood. Interrogation. Island, why did you come? You could have left for good, but I'm traceable to you. I said nothing about you. Island, where did you go? I was told you were here. I have lived here for years, but you were not there. Island, what did you do? I want to shut you down, but I know I cannot. I said nothing about you. Juan's condition. He wants to sleep, but he has to do all this work. But he wants to do all this work. But he has to sleep. You just heard James Shea read for Phoned In, Bomb Magazine's Poetry Reading by Phone podcast. This was Episode 7 of Phoned In. To listen to previous episodes, to tune in for upcoming episodes, and for unique Phoned In content, visit phonedinpoetry.wordpress.com. The music was from the band World's Greatest Dead and... Journey Through a Thousand Meditations by Edmund S. Bordeaux and Norma Jean Nilsson. For other podcasts, streaming video, web-exclusive interviews, and more, check out bombsite.com.